Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the Contrarian Investor Podcast. We give voice to those who challenge a prevailing sentiment in global financial markets. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Nothing on this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Guests were not compensated for their appearance, nor do they supply payment in order to appear. Individuals on this podcast may hold positions in the securities that are discussed. Listeners are urged to educate themselves and make their own decisions. This podcast episode may have ads and the occasional announcement. To listen without ads or announcements and take advantage of a host of other benefits, consider becoming a premium subscriber. Visit the website contrarian.supercast.tech. That's T-E-C-H for more information. Now, here's your host, Mr. Nathaniel E. Baker. Brooker Belcourt, founder of Covey in New York. Thank you for rejoining the Contrarian Investor Podcast today. It's great to be back here. I love the content you're putting out. Thanks so much. Yeah, it's great to have you. And we've talked before about this uh, platform that you put together, the Covey platform, which basically takes the best retail analysts. And your thesis is that these retail analysts are able to outperform institutional analysts and sell side analysts. And we talked about that last time. So we don't want to get into that too much now. But what I'm curious about right now, as we record this on August 15th, is what your best analysts are picking up in the market today and what consensus, if any, has emerged among them. It's a great question. I would say we have three analysts guiding our legends portfolio. So these are the top 1% of traders from our community of hundreds, and they're guiding this portfolio and they have three different views. And so it's different than investing in another fund where you may have one story you're telling and, and it's consistent, you're, you're bearish and all your positions reflect that. I think ours is a little unique in that we have three analysts who are living all over the world in different places. One's in Denmark, one's in Denver. We had the Danish guy on the show, I think. Yes, exactly. And so they have really, they have different educational backgrounds. They have varying perspectives. And so one uh, is more of a uh, like quant style trader and uh, long momentum, I would say Mm. is the most. The other one, is a Druckenmiller style investor who is looking at a lot of technical analysis and and making plays there. So the, less bearish or bullish, just looking for good stocks to to invest in and in riding that. And then the final one is is another quant trader who has a really interesting perspective on correlation. Uh, who right now is just long volatility. And okay. so I guess you could argue that's a little bearish considering the market's been going up as of late. Yeah. And the VIX has not had a good time of it uh, this year at all, especially if you look at the levered versions uh, in the ETF. But maybe just to backtrack a little bit. So do you say these are the best 
uh, analysts that you have, and this is based on their track record. Obviously, past yeah. performance, not a guide to future results, but the returns here have been impressive, right? And yeah, we kind, have, yeah, we just have this thesis that I want the best people on the planet to be managing my money. So we built this global community, uh, inviting thousands of people to participate, and we we narrowed it down to hundreds. And then from there, we took the top 1%. And what we do is we allow anyone to deposit money and co-trade with them. And so with the belief that the top 1% over the last 12 months are going to have the best shot at beating the market going forward. As you say, there's no guarantee as to what happens. But you know, when you go and recruit a, a baseball team, you're generally going to go and get the top 1%. When you look at like the World Series of Poker, you're going to see some consistent winners uh, at the table, at the final table. And so our belief is that, yes, track record does matter. And, and especially as you get into these upper echelons of talent. Mm. And so we, we create about uh, 20 positions from these top 1% of analysts. And we're here today to just talk about what those 20 positions are, because it's a fascinating story. Yeah, maybe. So let's have it. So you said the long momentum, those are the general themes. But what are these 20 positions? Maybe you can just read them off. Yeah, we can jump into it. So I'd say sure. they're into four buckets right now. And these things change all the time. And so we can, you know, we can check out the app at any point and you can look and see what they are. But right now there's there's four buckets. There's one that is growth. So that's long, the ones that have been just killing it this year, the NVIDIA, Google, Amazon, Apple, uh, and Tesla. And so we've had that exposure on since the beginning of the year, pretty much, and it's done really well for the portfolio, and it's not gone yet. And so there's that bucket. And then there's a small bucket of healthcare names. So there's about three names there, UNH, Lilly, and Novo. And so we, one of our greatest trades of, of August uh, was long the ticker NVO as they uh, passed a, a really important trial for um, one of their like miracle type drugs. And so uh, we can talk about that. And then there's another bucket of just like really high quality names. And so this is long like AutoZone, um, Old Dominion Freight, um, like Disney as well as in that bucket. Um, and so just like high quality DHRs in that bucket as well. Uh, so high quality names. And then there is, as you mentioned before, the volatility. And that's almost acting like a hedge. And so this volatility ETF is long volatility. So just betting that the market's going to go in the opposite direction. So it's been going up as of late. So if it goes down, this, this stock will pay off uh, quite a lot. Yeah. And that ticker is UVXY, I believe. You mentioned not a ticker you want to hang in for a long period of time because yeah. the fees will completely drain you. So it's not, yeah. not a favorite. I don't love that to be honest with you, but I, I really can't influence these legends that yeah. much and, and they have their views. Um, so yeah. So this is interesting, this portfolio, because you have some of these defensive names in healthcare, although biotech is you know another story, and then you have the growth, and then you have uh the others. I mean, some cyclical, I could argue, with AutoZone and DHR. Um, so that's kind of like, uh, I guess that leads into your other point about asset correlation, how these all things are all correlated now. Yeah, it's. I think when you look at this portfolio, it's hard to craft this story. And like my background is from 
uh, the hedge fund world. So I used to work at like Citadel and and Kotu and and Tiger Management and. And we would always love to share stories about stocks. And, and we love doing that on podcasts like this. It's, it's something that I absolutely love to do. But for, it's really tricky because I think when you're sharing these stories, you're almost, you're almost like building them for other people. And, and when you're at these hedge funds, I found that there was a lot of groupthink. Um, and so you share a really compelling story and people love that narrative and, and they all jump into the same stocks. And this groupthink, happens a lot on Wall Street. There's a bit of an old boys club there. And uh, you end up with the same ideas in a very consistent looking portfolio. So you can look at hedge funds 13Fs and, and they look very similar. And so the cool part about ours is these people are from all over the world and they have like really different perspectives. And so this portfolio is both bullish um, bullish, and then like neutral, trying to find other markets that are making money as well as the same time as bearish. So it's, it's these three different views all expressed into one portfolio. And I think that's what makes it outperform in so many different markets. And so it's able to beat the S&P over long periods of time as the market shifts from 2022, not favoring growth stocks at all, right? Favoring much more defensive stocks and in a much more bearish market. And now shifting to 2023, where people are loving growth stocks. It works in both. Uh, because you have all these different perspectives, because really it's macro is so hard to to try and predict. And so having a lot of unique perspectives on it all, I think really helps. Sick of me yet? Become a premium subscriber and avoid all ads or interruptions. Other benefits as well. Visit contrarian.supercast.tech for more information. It sounds like if I were to zoom out here and take kind of the, the 50,000 foot view or whatever, it does look like the kind of the portfolio is kind of positioned for things to continue along their trajectory, you know, with no major upsets, I should say, to markets. Maybe the VIX one is the one thing. I mean, it's referred to as a disaster hedge. Probably not quite fair to call that anymore. But uh, yeah, what do you make of that? So this one comes from one of the more interesting viewpoints, one of our legends. Um, his name's Mark, and he has this perspective that all assets are correlated. Mm. And over the long term, all assets will be correlated. And so what he views is that if you see a divergence and correlation between like an S&P and a NASDAQ or crypto and the NASDAQ, that that is like a short term phenomenon and there'll be a mean reversion. And so he's been playing that strategy and his performance has been phenomenal, um, just jumping in onto this strategy. And it, it's really been incredible to watch. But now he's just shifted to be like incredibly bearish. Um, and he sees a lot of these assets doing well. And then he sees this divergence of correlation between the NASDAQ and Bitcoin, where NASDAQ is taking off and, and Bitcoin is not is not really and so he thinks that there's going to be a mean reversion and he thinks that uh he's it has made him quite bearish and i think he's using uh, crypto as a guide that crypto is going up with the nasdaq and he thinks the nasdaq is going to come down as a result and so he's playing it through this uvxy instrument okay okay so that's really interesting because i noticed that too this divergence between bitcoin and growth stocks say we want about bitcoin and, and cryptos and we're not going to have that conversation now, but just as a gauge of risk appetite, especially from retail, it can be pretty telling. 
And at some point this year, that whole thing broke down the, the relationship between the, it might've been around uh, the bank failures. Um, if you'll recall, Bitcoin did very well then and, and everything else did poorly. Yes. And, and then since then, post bank failures, Bitcoin has kind of leveled off around yeah. just around just below 30,000. And then the NASDAQ has just continued up. Right. And so, you know, his perspective is that there's enough volume uh, and enough investor, institutional investor interest in crypto to make it like a reliable indicator. And so, so one of these things is, is, is lying. And, mm, yeah. and his bet is that they're going to correct. And okay. so uh, the, the easiest way to play that is through this instrument, which is like a super short-term trade Yeah, um, to be able to, to, to say that the NASDAQ is going to come down and, and be more in line with, with Bitcoin, because it is really odd that Bitcoin has not done much considering our, yeah. we're seeing rate um, projections for rate increases at this point in August, only the thing the Fed is pricing in one more rate increase and or the markets are pricing in one more rate increase and inflation is ticking up a little bit. Maybe it's just a bump, but that seems like an amazing uh, world for Bitcoin and it's just not even moving. And there's all these positive news around Bitcoin as well, and it's just not taking off. So, so mm. the market's telling you something here. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. But that would not that would make you want to not be long Nvidia and the others, one would think. That's the fascinating perspective. So if my thesis was entirely bearish, my portfolio would look totally different. Mm -hmm. But here the legends are: we've got one part who's who's definitely bearish, another part who's super bullish, these long growth stocks, and another part that's just investing in in high quality names. Mm -hmm. So it's it's mm -hmm. it's a mix. It's really it's 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 rare to have so many different macro views, which I love because when you think about you know, you've been in this game for so long. I think trying to project macro, which has so oh. many different inputs, is is so difficult. And I think once you're in the game long enough, you realize how hard it actually is and how few people have successfully done it multiple times. And then maybe they yeah. they get it right once, but to do it multiple times is incredibly rare. And so when you listen to like people like Ray Dalio who have been around so long, they're just trying to think about all the probabilities of events that could happen. Mm -hmm. and, and trying to build a portfolio that can benefit from all these different events, um, the potential outcomes of all these different events. And that's what mm -hmm. our portfolio looks like right now. Yeah. Are there any other particularly contrarian ideas that these analysts have put forth that have caught your attention? One could argue that Disney is one. Uh, I think, yeah, I think Disney was one. I think the healthcare stocks mm -hmm. were very contrarian a month ago. Uh, NVO, LLY. Um, for contrarian, I mean, that's been an amazing sector, obviously, for the last decade. There's mm. incredible inflation going on there. I think they're they're a little bit less contrarian. I think some of the contrarian ones are um are just a, a little bit, yeah, a little bit on the Disney side, which has just been getting beat up recently. Um, and then we've got some um like AutoZone is another one that's a little bit more contrarian, mm -hmm. uh, a little bit more of a defensive stock which mm -hmm. has been just a, a phenomenal stock over like a 10 year track record. These guys mm. buy back so much, mm. uh, so much of their market cap. And so a great stock. If, if, if the market does turn South, people will continue to repair their cars. And that's a leader in the three, like you've got AAP, you've got O'Reilly and AutoZone is just an amazing one there. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit, um, a little bit on the contrarian side. And then you've got a couple other ones like PGR, 
and Old Dominion Freight. Freight. So these are just high quality businesses that um, our legends are picking up. And so Progressive Group Insurance Company, right? We all know about them. Stock has been beat up as of late. Uh, they're putting that position on right now. And then same thing with ODFL, mm-hmm. um, Old Dominion Freight Line. And so that's another one that has done a little bit better year to date. And uh, that one's probably playing on a belief that potentially inflation could come up and there's a little bit of a reshoring trend happening in the U S. And so mm-hmm. this is going to be a beneficiary. Yeah. ODFL is up almost 50%, 47% this year, which yeah, is pretty good. One. Interesting that what it was not mentioned, I did not hear anything about retail stocks, no Walmart, no Home Depot, no Target. I guess AutoZone potentially is a retailer, but a, again, a unique proposition there because of uh, its business. Yeah, uh, it is. What, what do you make of that? Yeah, and I love to talk about the stocks that are not in there. Yeah, and so yes, there's definitely a lack of of retail in there. We only have one oil stock. Uh-huh. Um, our legends love crypto historically. Uh, they've been very long crypto uh, during the bull markets and there's no crypto in here mm. right now, which I think is fascinating mm-hmm. uh, because we're, we we do a lot of cool stuff um, in our technology stack where we use uh, the blockchain to help our legends post their trades to create an immutable track record. So they're very savvy with using um, Web3 and crypto products. And for them not to have any crypto exposure, long or short, is really telling. And so I think they're just a little bit confused about the price action of Bitcoin and, and not willing to jump in there. Mm-hmm. I think the and last had, time we were on the show, we had, we had a great call on crypto too. So yeah, I encourage you to listen to that. Yeah, definitely. Any other, um, anything else that's missing that's uh, particularly noticeable? I'm trying to think here. No auto stocks. No, uh, I mean, tech. Mm-hmm. No auto, just the is a there's a lot the of ASOS, growth, there's, yeah. about, there's about six names on the classic growth stocks, right? Which I, mean, I think it's just you you have to be long those stocks, yeah. Fair, market. fair. Uh, you know, but no, no IBM, no, uh, no, none of that, yeah. Hmm, okay. The other ones are like Timo, Thermo Fisher, and then ASML. Mm-hmm. Another thing is, stocks. yeah, okay. Another thing worth mentioning is that these are all U.S. stocks. I mean, obviously, U.S. companies are all are all international these days, but didn't hear anything in terms of European anything and nothing out of Asia either. If you look at the big Japanese stocks, your Toyotas, obviously, it goes into autos, but then other things aren't there. So we that is maybe a function of our platform, and so oh, we right, we we'll are now a, we're a U.S. regulated company. We're an RIA, oh. and so all our clients who invest into the Legends portfolio are U.S. investors. So we can they're U.S. retail investors, and so we can only put them really in uh, U.S. stocks. But that that can include ADRs. That can include ADRs, and all the ones I mentioned have ADRs. Uh, so, got it. So then, no, we don't have exposure through the ADRs right now. Interesting, and no ETFs. None of these. Uh, I mean, other than the VIX, like no. no country-specific ETFs. Have they gone into those before? We have, yeah. We were in uh, Boyle for the last few weeks. And so that's a natural gas, I think uh-huh. 2X exposure long natural gas ETF. Right. And so one of the legends, who's that Druckenmiller style, uh, was pretty long that one for the last like month or two. And had, I think it was up about 20% and just pulled yeah. out of there. Yeah. And so that was a great trade, but yeah, no longer in there. 
Okay. And no country specific ETFs, the FXI, China, or the EW, whatever the Brazil one is. Yeah. Not right now. No. Okay. Um, and then speaking of cryptos, you have a, you actually have a, a coin that on your site, right? Talk to me about that. How does that work? Yeah. So we have these two parts, right? We have the Covey Legends app, which is what we were ta- talking about, these 20 ideas of the top 1% of analysts. And then we have the Covey Training Club. And, and that's pretty fun. And I think a lot of your listeners, if they want to be the best uh, investor uh, and are more interested in, interested in becoming the best and testing out their strategies, I would definitely encourage them to check that out. And so this is a global competition that's open to anyone. And so you can create a mock portfolio. It's totally free of ideas like long Tesla 10%, long Bitcoin 10%. You post it and, and we track about 50 metrics every five minutes for you. And every month uh, we have a competition and we have a leaderboard. And every month we pay out uh, tokens to the best performing analysts over the last month. And this competition is not just total returns. It's it's based on about six different metrics that we've come together with our community to decide, all these great analysts to decide how, how to find the best, which is a really important discovery uh, process. It's, it's, it's so much more than total return. Uh, there's ways to gain total return in the short term. And so we, uh, we came up with a way that rewards people on a short-term basis while thinking about them on a long-term basis. And we call it the alpha algorithm. And there we pay out these tokens. And these are the Covey tokens. And they allow you uh, to have some governance over our community. They allow you to like stake uh, to earn more Covey tokens. And they also allow you to get discounts on the Covey Legends app. And so you can get 50% off. And so it's a cool way for for some of the, the people who are doing really well in our competition to get the benefit of the Covey Legends app. Yeah. And by the way, the contrarian, we are on there, but I haven't updated the the um the portfolio in a while. There's no way to automate this. Like you can link it to your broker or anything. We we if you're savvy with APIs, we can do that. I see. Uh, depending uh-huh. on your broker, but yeah, we have the contrarian community, and so we have a couple of your analysts on there that have appeared on your. We shows. have also yeah we yeah, but separately, like the own my own portfolio is on there. Although this does need to be updated, um, and uh, yeah, anyway, and that was doing quite well for a while, from yeah. what I recall. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't have an, I need to update that. But yeah, check that out, Covey.io. So if you're uh an analyst and you want to join this community, how do you go about doing it? Other than you go to the website, it's all pretty self-explanatory. What kind of stuff do you need? Yeah, we basically have the community. If you want to become the best, you just go to covey.io and you can start competing right away with just entering some names. Um, you need to know a little bit about uh, MetaMask or connecting a wallet, like a, a crypto mm. wallet, because what we do is we we really value people's track records, right? It's it's everything to us. It's not what school you went to or uh, what country you live in. It's how well your track record is done. And so mm-hmm. we want to make it like immutable. We want to make it auditable. And we just don't want the ability for anyone to, to forge it. And so yeah. we take the string of ideas that you have and we post it to a blockchain. And so... We do that stuff uh, for you and, and that allows you to own your track record and it will live there forever. And so that way you have a timestamp and a, and a ticker stamp of, you know, you were long NVIDIA in late 2022 and, and you can claim that you actually had that trade just by showing 
um, a blockchain uh, block number and, and a transaction uh, to show that. So it, it really matters for us to be um, super transparent, super audible if we're totally relying on track records. So yeah, you just enter a few trades and uh, then we begin the tracking and you're automatically entered into this competition. Very cool. And so it's, it's yeah, it's quite easy to use. It's really, it's like we've tried as much to gamify the investing uh, part of, of Covey of finding the best and, and really make it a fun competition where the leaderboard is updated every single day. We have also a bit of a team sport uh, element to it. So we launched like the first esports for investing. Oh, yeah. And so we have this investment league. And what we do is we have different communities from different countries coming together. And these are people who actually like meet up in like Australia or Japan or Canada. And we have a competition where your performance, let's say you're on Team Canada, your performance is rolled up. The 10 of you analysts would be rolled up together uh, to create one team. And the performance of that team is then competing with Team Japan or Team United States. And the winners of those, uh, each team that wins will be rewarded, you know, thousands of dollars. Um, so it's a really fun competition. Investing can be lonely, adds a bit of a team element to it. Uh, and we do some like cool content associated with it every every couple of weeks. Uh, we get some commentary to tell you what's going on in the league. Uh, so you can stay, stay in tune. We've got a leaderboard there as well. Very cool. All right. That's awesome. Yeah. Covey.io. And maybe in closing, you tell us how else you can find out about uh, you on, on the various social media and stuff. And I'll put this, all this in the show notes as well. Yeah. We're on Twitter and we're on, uh, so Covey Invest on Twitter. And then we're on Instagram as well, Covey Invest. And we've got some some great content on YouTube as well, Covey Invest, that, uh, so C-O-V-E-Y, that'll share like what's going on with the Covey Training Club, where we're trying to find the best and what's going on with the Covey Legends app. We're allowing anyone to invest with the best. Uh, so you can you can kind of pick your side, what you're most interested in and dive into that. Cool. Thank you very much, Brooker. I'll put all that in the show notes. And with that, we thank you for listening today. Thank you all for being here. And we'll be back here again next week. See you then. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Contrarian Investor Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. To subscribe to this podcast, simply open your favorite podcast software and search for Contrarian Investor. Follow us on social media by searching for Contrarian Investor on Twitter and Instagram. Send us your thoughts on feedback at contrarianpod.com. We look forward to speaking to you again next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.